SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. When you need information, you go to an expert. Not just anybody, but someone who's been right on the money before. So when it comes to gaming, odds, and more, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. The lease is one part of the issue, but the reality is you have to think long-term here. And as I said earlier, this is something that's been going on for decades. Um, and it's time to get a new stadium done that we think can make sure the Bills are here and successful for many, many decades going forward. Well, we're focused on keeping the Bills here in a new stadium and a public-private partnership. That's what this is all about, and that's where we're focusing. So is Roger Goodell playing at Jim Kelly's annual charity golf tournament in Western New York, talking about, you know, there's going to be a stadium there. They want a new stadium. This, as he said, it's been going on for decades. Teams have been, people have been threatening to vulture and try to get the bills out of there. Honestly, even though it is the least valued dollar-wise franchise in the league, uh, it's still important to them because... It's not Buffalo proper. Buffalo proper probably has 500,000 people. It's, it's like Vegas. Vegas, the city, has 600,000, but Clark County, the valley's 3 million. But that's a regional thing where you've got all of southern Ontario, Toronto people come down. Now, this year, I don't know how that all shake out. And then you get the southern tier. So it's a, it's a regional thing. You get Rochester, Syracuse. You know, it's the only team in New York State. Anyway, I think they'll iron this thing out. It'd be sad to see that stadium go. I was there. I was at the game, the first at Old Rich Stadium, the, the first game there ever was. And they'll, they'll iron that thing out. And then the Bills make another news today. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot, Chris Bavone, our fine producer. I'm fine. I mean, usually it's outlandishly talented. He's just fine today. <laughs> <laughs> Down a notch. I didn't, what I, happened? I, I didn't downgrade you, Chris. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, every now and again, got to give you something to shoot for. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're playing the Urban Meyer card. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's, no, it's not. we don't have an open producer competition. I mean, <laughs> he's the producer. It sounds like you're trying to motivate him, though. Apparently, I've offended him. He's not even going to say <laughs> that's, that's enough. He's out. He's gone. Do you guys know what the word fine actually means? I know what I meant it to mean. No, what does it mean? F-I-N-E. Freaked out, insecure, nervous, and emotional. So, apparently, I'm fine to you guys. Whose definition of fine is that? Well, that, that's the letters, F-I-N-E. That's a. The other thing, when I hear fine, I think of Larry for, with the Three Stooges. Hey, Mo. <laughs> so you're not that guy, Chris. Hold on. No, I am not a victim of circumstances. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a second. 
Hey, by the way, well, while you're looking that up, there's a hundred definitions of fine. Not, not only is he a, a top notch, high quality producer, this guy can do voice. This guy needs a job doing Here. voices. Here, in a in a satisfactory or pleasing manner, very well. No, fine. I'm working on it now. <laughs> so thank you. You got a fever. <laughs> No, I do not have a fever. Very thankful I do not know. No fevers for me. No cowbell. Well, speaking of maladies, so, all right, here we go. And you started with the Bills, but it's the big story today. Five Buffalo Bills are going to be out five days with the COVID protocols because they came into close proximity with a vaccinated trainer who has COVID. Now, it, and of course, it's Cole Beasley who's been the vocal guy about this. But among the five, or you know, the other starting wide receivers, Gabriel Davis, Matt Milano is one of them, the linebacker, along with linebacker A.J. Klein, and a defensive lineman. So five guys are out. It's funny, buddy. You and I yesterday were talking. So I think more players are going to miss games this year than did last year. I really do. You get the breakthrough cases, and then now we've got the vaccinated, unvaccinated thing. And we're not going to go down that rabbit hole but with I, everybody. Can I ask one question? How, how how do we know? I, I thought this wasn't supposed to be disclosed, whether you're vaccinated. Well, yeah, wrong. These five guys have been sent away from the team. Had they been vaccinated, they just have to get, for three days in a row, a negative test. But, I mean, each day, if you test negative, you can practice. So so the NFL has the right to ask them whether they have been vaccinated or not? But they basically, it's, you know. You know just by the fact they're away from the team for five days. No, I get that. But, but, but because they're away, then we know they're not vaccinated, which means they had the to team. disclose it to somebody, well, apparently. The, team, well, the teams know who is and who isn't. They well, all know that. They're just not releasing it. The teams know. Okay, but I thought that, that you didn't have to do that. In other words, if they go ask Cole Beasley, for instance, as he's the name associated with this, like he didn't have to tell them whether he is or isn't. Well, no, they have to know on the front end because if you're a vaccinated player, you don't have to be wearing masks at the team property. If you're unvaccinated, you have to be wearing a mask all the time. But I thought so they know. I thought the law was you don't have to. But or is it because the NFL is a private business that they can ask and, and you're required to answer? Pretty much. Okay. But it's a collectively bargained thing. Okay. Uh, but this again comes to the point. This is going to be a hound's breakfast. It already is. We'll follow up a little more on this in the next segment. Vinny Maliula is going to join us. Always good fun. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Lost in a sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
you on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. And it seems to have been happening a lot of late, Stevie. Some Stones music from our producer, Chris Pavona. Charlie Watts, the Rolling Stones drummer, passes away at age 80. It's sad. I, I just... We're, we're, we're getting older, Brian, every day, oh, no. and, and all the people that we grew up with influenced our lives are unfortunately no. passing away. You know, listen, I mean, the, and the Stones, I mean, listen, we watch these guys, I mean, Jagger's still running around. Keith Richards, this is like Weekend at Bernie. <laughs> I know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels at times like he's just propped up there on stage, doesn't it? But anyway, uh, no, unbelievable music for so many years. Okay, so let's bring our buddy Vinny Malilo. I'm going to continue on with this uh topic because I think it's something we're going to be dealing with before we do anything. Vinny, legendary bookmaker here in Las Vegas. He is the man gone gaming and the LVDC which takes care of the horse players. Breeders' Cup coming up, by the way, at Del Mar in the not-too-distant future. Takes care of the horse players in the state of Nevada. You come to Vegas, go to the South Point, you will see Vin doing all kinds of great work out there. He's our dear friend. And looking forward to seeing you this weekend, Vin. Super Contest Weekend, by the way, over at the Superbook. We're doing Sportsbook Radio Friday. Real quick, I, let me just do this. Uh, Andy Isco always joins us on Fridays. Kenny White's going to come by on Friday. And come on, if you're in town signing up for the contest, come on by. Kenny White's going to do the shows with us as well. And he's going to give away a boatload of the Kenny White NFL Power Ratings Magazine. So stop by, I'd say, hey, Friday. And then I, Vicious Rumor, may be playing golf with my pal Vinny on Saturday and Jay Cornegay. I'm looking forward to that, Pally. How you doing? Good. good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So if you hear about uh, golf ball-sized hail in the Las Vegas uh, you know, Valley uh, on Saturday, you'll, you'll know, you'll know who's responsible for it. It was the most unique sound. People in Vegas have heard this story before. I don't think the... Folks on Sirius 204, we played golf once, my God, not once, several times. Once you played with a broken hand and all you did was putt, and you were Drano, you were knocking putts in with one hand. The other time, and it's and the moral of the story is maybe you should golf with a broken hand because the day we golfed when you had the two good hands, I still have that ringing tuning fork sound from the wrought iron fence you hit on the first tee. Well, first of all, <laughs> it's exactly how I planned it because – the carom wound up, I believe, in the middle of the fairway and not in the middle of the living room. Played it but that way. I do recall I do recall you being responsible for you know, we've got the the clay tile roofs here uh, in yeah. uh, in Las Vegas, which are lifetime roofs, unless of course they crack. So I at least picked I at least picked a surface that wouldn't break, unlike somebody else in my group. Well, the the funny thing is, you know, it's it's a, these are great golf stories are great. I was playing golf with the anchorman in Buffalo, the TV anchorman. When I'm working at the TV station, right? He snap hooks one and he drills this house. I mean, it's like oh my, oh my, I mean no, I mean the sound was hideous. And like he's like the main news anchor. Everybody knows who the guy is. And he goes strutting over into their backyard to get the ball. I go, what are you an idiot? I just keep run away. <laughs> but so I hit the ball. And it was at the time when Vegas had the big housing boom, and then, you know, the rug got pulled out, and this thing's in the air, and I'm going, oh, God, no. And everybody winces and waits for it. And that sound echoed across the valley, man. And we went up there, and at, thankfully at that time, the two or three houses on that hole were uh, unpopulated. <laughs> Unoccupied. That's right, buddy. But uh, looking forward to the weird. Jay, Jay, 
uh, Corny Gay and uh, his group, they put a terrific event together every year to kick uh, kick things off. So uh, looking forward to it, and uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll have a good time at Las Vegas Country Club. Talk about oh, great stories, right. man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, Oscar Goodman tells it. They, by, by the way, I mean, that famous story. Uh, well, man, oh, we only got a couple of minutes here. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do the. We got to get to this vaccination thing uh, or the the guys that are missing games in a minute. But the Las Vegas Country Club, about two years ago, they put a statue up of Dean Martin. It's, it's a really cool thing. Yes. And they had, they had a big ceremony, and Oscar Goodman and the mayor, Carolyn Goodman, were there. Uh, and Oscar's a great friend of the program. God bless him. But And he would always tell the stories. But the movie Casino, where they're sitting on the golf course and the FBI is surveilling them and the plane runs out of gas and it lands right. on the fair, fairway of the country club. Well, it didn't really land. It, it, it ended up in a pond. And the yes. funny thing is, now, they did this two years ago, Van. It's unbelievable. You'll see it Saturday. When's the, have you played there in a, recently? Yeah, well, the plane is there. The plane, right? it's on they, the property. Actually, yeah. they actually have a Cessna that is mm-hmm. in the pond adjacent to 10 green 11T. And the, the Cessna's in the water, you know, kind of tail up, and there's the big plaque and telling, telling the stories. The plane, the plane. <laughs> you, yeah. only, only in Vegas, Vinny. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's... It is a great story, and uh, you know everybody will be wondering. And we'll we'll have to tell it a few times because uh, there'll be some some folks that aren't aware of what exactly that that means. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a legendary story. Great pictures on the property as well. When you go to the clubhouse of the folks that played there, um, uh, I mean, you know, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet used to live there, and she was like, she was like the the mayor of of the country club. Uh, <laughs> it was, I'll tell some story. I'll tell you some stories <laughs> off the air about this. Well, and Edie. They well, were funny. And it, she was another, pretty passionate. <laughs> well, we did we did the the line maker show years ago. It was on the 2011. Oh my God, is that that long ago? Yeah, there's a brand new Discovery Channel's the Velocity Network, and we we're on, and you know, wishing we were still doing that. But that's another story. But uh, yeah. We we just you know love these old Vegas stories, and one of our guys that was on the show, our dear friend Rick Heron, who it's terrifying. It's so sad now. He's been gone seven years. But uh, if you're playing with a Saturday, Vin, um, we hoist a few to Ricky, oh, who yeah. happens to have a good view on uh, a couple of the holes. <laughs> the yeah, club. Hey, hey, Ricky's there. <laughs> Ricky, uh, good golfer in his own right. He, he and I worked together at the Barbary Coast, and for those folks listening, uh, is now the was it the Cromwell. I still call it the Barbary Coast, but we worked there. But Ricky also worked at the Sands, and uh, oh, the stories he tells from the Sands with the cabanas uh, and no, oh, the, the the great story. One of uh, a high roller who's no longer with us. I won't name his name, but there was yeah, a, I know who you mean. Go ahead. Prominent uh, yeah. television executive who. Was trying to get to the window, like not only quick, but like he was he was 
referee's got his arm up in the air ready to blow the whistle for kickoff, and he's is this the robe? Is, is in a robe? <laughs> in a robe, he's, he's, and there's chips falling out of the out of the golf. He's got the golf cart in the casino, driving it through the casino to get to the to the counter to to get down uh, on on uh, some games before they kicked out. Classic. Yeah. Well, and J- Jimmy Vicaro tells some great stories too. I mean, you know, like if the doors open, take a bet. I mean, there were times. A game would go off, and Jimmy'd be there in the line, and he'd he'd let some guys, you know, get a bet, and even after a kickoff, but it had to well, be well. As long as there was no score, you could, uh, yeah, you just put it, uh, you know, at, at the time the notation had to be in progress, but uh, but no score. So yeah, yeah, it was a different time, buddy, but uh, good times, and uh, create more memories today, and uh, we'll, <laughs> I'm sure we'll create a few and share a few this uh, this weekend. All right, we're going to talk about uh, the preseason numbers week three, talk about the news and notes around the NFL with Vinny. Don't forget our friends at Oasis, 4955 South Dakota. If you want, come into Vegas and do your fantasy draft. Season's getting close. Folks in Vegas know it's great. Kitchen's open 24-7. Great gaming promotions, the food, the drink, the ambiance. Oasis, O-A-C-E-S, Oasis, 4955 South Dakota. It's right near the corner of Tropicana. If you're coming from the Strip, just past the Orleans, turn left. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. be a top 10 all-time song I think. Oh, I could. Charlie Watts is known as drummer for 880 Patrick. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of will. Oh, I've this one. This was in response to a Beatles song, wasn't it? Didn't they write this in response? And I forget which Beatles song it was. No, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it, you know, like an American Pie thing where it's, you know, referencing yeah. a lot of current events. I wonder if it wasn't in response to Day in the Life. Anyway. There you go. I'll have to look that up. There you go. I have a homework assignment. Gave yourself homework, self-imposed homework assignment. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We love doing this. Series 204 Sports Grid Radio Network in Las Vegas. And we love Tuesdays. Vinny Maliolo, LVDC, Gone Gaming, our friends at Oasis. You'll see him at the South Point joining us. And, Vinny, we were talking about this yesterday. I don't know why it popped in my head. I Probably maybe I'm just slow on the uptake. But sure enough, today, here it is on full display, what we were talking about. I'm convinced more players are going to miss games this year. Games, Mm -hmm. players, are going to miss more games this year than they did last year. Because we're seeing the breakthrough cases. Some guys are getting it a second time. And thankfully, you know, everybody's, for the most part, maybe not as dire a situation as was in the past. But now you've got the vaccinated, unvaccinated deal thing you're dealing with. Cole Beasley with Buffalo made made noise and is this polarizing guy on Twitter. Well, everybody's dropping an anvil on him today. Five bills have been sent away from the team for five days. 
basically, fans don't know who's vaccinated and who's unvaccinated. Well, they know now. Those five guys, if they were vaccinated, would simply have to have a negative test and they could go practice. Cam Newton is missing time with New England. It's a misunderstanding. He may be getting himself in Belichick's doghouse because he did the same doggone thing last year. Vinny, this is going to be, you know, and Stevie, you're the injury guy at Don Best. My God. I mean, week to week, day to day, it, this is an ongoing deal, my friend, Vin. You know, guys, uh, there, there's no question that, uh, you know, keeping track of it, it's, it's difficult enough to keep track of injuries. But in the case of the Bills that you're talking, which, by the way, the Bills, they've gone up from uh, to eight from seven this week against the Packers in, uh, uh, in this last exhibition game. But, again, that could change, you know, very quickly. Um, those are guys – Beasley and uh, his teammates came into contact with a coach that tested positive, right? So, who, by the it, way, is vaccinated? The, yeah. These guys, these guys are unvaccinated. Yeah. So, so, this is the rub we talked about. I'm sorry to have interrupted you, but this is what we talked about yesterday. I don't know how. Oh, you're going to forfeit a game if an unvaccinated guy. I mean, you know, forget the politics, all this stuff. How do you prove that the unvaccinated guy is the guy that started? whatever spread i mean there's yeah there's no guarantee you know I mean, there's no way to enforce that in the irony event is these are five guys it was a vaccinated trainer that ultimately has these five guys who were near him sent away from the team so this kind of thing is going to happen all year long no there's no question that I think the players' association has got to get involved in this, uh, you know, to some extent, right? And, and but here's the thing: vaccinated or not, and we we all know personally. I mean, I know I know people that have been vaccinated and have uh, tested positive. But the the thing about in, in this case of the NFL guys last year, it didn't matter. There were no forfeits. You had to play. Case in mm-hmm. point: you look at the Ravens situation and that Steelers. The Ravens Steelers game got moved what, you know, three or four times, multiple times. The biggest thing about a year ago and what they're talking about this year is look at the, the Broncos. Broncos had to play a game last year with a running back at quarterback. Nightmare. So I can't imagine that you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to see – you have to forfeit a game. I mean, but I also think in our world that's going to have a, a massive effect you know, if the game doesn't get played, it's a refund right off the board. But I think when you're looking at contests this year, that is a major yes. concern for contests. Both, buddy. What if it happens? The Denver yeah. thing. I'm, I was going to cite that. I'm glad you did. It was a train wreck. It was not an NFL football game. You know, it was a yeah. joke. Okay. Yeah. So what's but they played say? it. They played it. I get it. But okay, that was Denver. Denver was going nowhere fast last year. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Those two, the the winner, the loss for them, the win for their opponent, it impacts other stuff. But the, just the way this thing's going, what if you get to wild card weekend or the conference championship? And I'm not sure. I don't. It's kind of a thing in Buffalo whether he is or he isn't. Like Josh Allen, I don't believe is vaccinated. I don't. I don't know. I, you know, whatever. But what if you get to, you know, the conference championship game, and. Three guys end up, but you can't practice this week because you came in. You were near well, somebody. I got a better. I got a better one for you. Let's say, what about teams that come here to to uh, 
Allegiant Stadium. Now, Allegiant Stadium, the Raiders have said that everybody in, in, in attendance has to be vaccinated. What happens if players on other teams are not vaccinated? There are numerous if, Raiders we haven't heard that aren't vaccinated. Well, there we are haven't, heard, of... haven't heard what that means yet, right? So you and I and Steve, they got those of us that want to go to Allegiant and, and go to a game, we've got to be vaccinated to go to the game. Okay, what if they're what if they're players? What about players? Right? So I mean I don't know the answer to that, but I mean how do you you know so I... look, this is a this is a a, a, a a big issue that certainly bears following, but uh, you know, there's always caution when you're wagering, right? And you in in Professionals, especially, will uh, will wait as long as possible for the injury reports and things like that. Although they'll bet prices, um, ninety better than ninety percent of the action on games comes in on game day, so injury reports are out. But if somebody tests positive right before kickoff and it's not known, it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, you know certainly uh, proceed at your own risk. It's always been that way, but even more so this year. The funny thing is, my friend, you know, when you talk about just to take a handicapping 101 thing, cliche thing we talk about, like sharp guys, more often than not, regular season win totals, you know, unless they got a great opinion. They're looking to play unders because only bad things can happen. Injuries, you know, set you back. I wouldn't be surprised if, if sharp guys who are on the fence on a lot of things are, are coming up with really strong opinion and playing even more teams to the under not just on the premise that injuries can happen, but, but that this kind of thing can happen. Well, you might see you might see the opposite as well, Brian. In the case of let's say the Texans, who are comp- in a complete rebuild mode, right? But have had some success in the preseason. Now, obviously, it's the preseason. But if if would would you go over on the Texans four games with two games against Jacksonville? Uh, for for sure. And you look at their schedule. It's not like they've got this. You know, uh, one of the harder schedules in the league. So to your point, uh, you know, where you're looking at saying going under 11 in some cases or 11 and a half, uh, do you go over four? Do you go over uh, in, in the Jets case? I, I, I mean, it, you know, which is, you know, you, you could probably find five out there. So, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly bears watching. That, that, that's for certain. By the way, boys, uh, LSU, for what this is worth, uh, has announced that it is going to require proof of vaccination or a negative COVID PCR test within 72 hours to attend a game at Tiger Stadium for those 12 and older. I mean, this is going to be it's an ongoing deal, man. I mean, yeah, other teams are going to follow suit. So, you know, go ahead, bro. No, go ahead, Vin. I'm just going to uh, ask you, just generally speaking, this preseason, it's it, it is unique. It, it, preseason's preseason, but a lot of teams are like, I ain't letting my starters anywhere near that football field. Well, you, you got some teams that haven't, right? But but here's the thing: we're in week three, which is the last week this year, and of course you can't compare anything to last year. No no preseason at all. But if you go back to uh, nineteen and previously four uh, four weeks, uh, four preseason games. Um, there's two teams that will play four preseason games this year, the Steelers and the Cowboys because of the Hall of Fame game. But this would normally be a quote-unquote dress rehearsal week. I think in some cases it's still going to be dress rehearsal week because the first games are still a couple of weeks away, right? So, um, But you've also got teams, and you know, Sean McVay's made it real clear. Uh, yep. you're, you're not going to see his, his uh, starters, uh, particularly uh, quarterback. 
in, in these hey, games. De- at hey, all. Den- so Denver's what do been you a, do? Denver's been a gift from the gods. I mean, there is a defined starting quarterback battle, and they're both playing well. And the only way you're going to make a decision is let them sling it around, and they're killing people. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're you know. They're, so you've got to find you know the mind that you the and that's what's driving a lot of these prices too, right, guys? I mean. Uh, I think you have the same situation in Chicago. I mean, I know that you know they announced it'll be Dalton, but I don't. Dalton's not playing this week, from uh, from what I heard. So uh, again, uh, and and that game's gone from Tennessee as a four point favorite to where now the Bears are two point favorites. So well, for it, young young quarterbacks, you know, you, every, the reps matter. You know, for Zach Wilson. Oh, absolutely. For, you know. the, the reps matter. Hey, bud. We're up against the clock. It goes fast, but Oasis forty nine fifty five South Decatur, the big final push. It is the best banquet room in Vegas for fantasy football drafts. Get it in. Get a monk. All, all shifts, buddy. Twenty four hours. <laughs> you don't need. Uh, you don't need to be uh, uh, just working uh, day shift to, to get it in there. So we've got a uh, graveyard fantasy draft. I, a graveyard right, fantasy buddy. draft. I love it, Vin. Always a pleasure, buddy. It's. It, it, well, I look forward to see seeing it. you this weekend. You got it, pal. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Vinny Malilo, our good friend, at Vinny on Twitter. Brian Blessing, you, you follow me at Brian Blessing. You follow Stevie at Stevie Slapshot. Hope you'll follow us right back to the next segment, taking a short break. Coming back, Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, you got SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sportsbook Radio Series 204, the Sportsbook Radio Network. Don't forget, we've got the weekend editions of Vegas Sportsbook Radio, college football, NFL, Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com, Playbook Magazine. I will have a preview of the Sun Belt. It'll be with us tomorrow. That'll be on our, we roll it back on the weekend, uh, Sun Belt preview. And Kenny White has the college football power rating and NFL power ratings magazines that are available. And Kenny joins us. Uh, usually on Thursday mornings, and he's on the weekend football shows. Friday, we're going to be, if you're coming to town this weekend, if by chance, Super Contest weekend, if you're coming in to sign up for the Super Contest, usually people come in, Stevie, and they'll sign up, you know, come in for the Super Contest. Maybe they'll run down to see, you know, Tony Miller at the Golden Nuggets, sign up for the Ultimate Football Challenge, maybe they run over Circa. Uh, but it's a big weekend. Uh, what do we got? A couple of weeks until we get it started. But people come in, sign up. So we're going to be there Friday doing the radio shows. And it'll be Andy Isco. Kenny White's coming. He's going to give away a lot of the football NFL magazine. So that'll be good fun. But as we just had Vinny on the last segment, Vinny Maliulo, they got the golf tournament Saturday. So if you come in and you sign up, they're also giving away 10 entries, $1,000 a pop to get in uh, to the Super Contest. But it's a great weekend. We're going to see so many familiar faces 
and honestly, now I'm thinking about it, I mean, I'm probably going to bump into a truckload of people that we talk to all the time, but I haven't seen in two years. Right. Right. It's, I know. I, 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 I normally go up to Oregon every summer. I've been up, I haven't been up there in five years now between COVID and a, and a couple other things. It's, it's, it's a bizarre time in our lives, Brian. It really is. No, there's no getting around that. Now, you know my – I don't think it's odd. Honestly, I can't believe I'm not in the distinct majority, but maybe I'm not because you don't care. I can't watch anything. I know the result. Or I can't enjoy it. No, most people are that way. I'm the oddball. I am. I'm the oddball. Well, you know, I'm, I, I want, can prove I, it. I want a little drama. I, I want to know. I want to experience how it happened. Not, no, I knew how it happened. How? Let me see how it happened. Like, you know, a little suspense is a good thing. Yeah. Where, where like, is like, I, like, do you want to go to the movie and you know the ending? That that would be different. Why? I, I, it's the same I, thing. No, be, no. Well, for me, it's not. I I watch. If if I know the final score, I'm I'm still watching. Now this is I won't watch teams that I don't have an interest in. So so it's it's my teams. Like when when the when the giant when the San Francisco Giants were, were in those World Series in uh, ten, twelve, and fourteen, I I was working at night, so I would have to watch them like the next morning in replay, and I knew what the score was. But I want to see how the Giants played those games. It's you know win or lose, I wanted to see my guys play. So, so that's it, I don't I don't know it doesn't it doesn't bother me but but again I realize that I am the odd stick there. Most guys are like you; they want the suspense of not knowing when they watch a replay. Okay, so yesterday, Cam Stewart, our good friend, he and I are golf knuckleheads, right? We we're all in, and we had action on. So they had to play Monday because of Henri. Cam texts me during the show at first. I'm on the air. He's, where is it? I go, well, it's on the Golf Channel. I taped the Golf Channel straight through all day. He goes, no, it's not. I, I, I did. I looked. I couldn't find it. Well, sure enough, they switched to CBS. So I said to him, if it's not on the Golf Channel, check CBS. I mean, so he texts back, hey, it's on CBS. And I'm going, great. I taped the Golf Channel all day. So God bless her. She's great for me, does this stuff. Um, and she is not bl- to blame at all on this. I said, I called Mama during the commercial, and I said, please do me a favor, check and see, is it on CBS, CBS Sports Network? Find it. She found it. She tape it for me. She tapes it till 4 o'clock. <laughs> you know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm watching this thing, and now I'm, so I'm watching, and I'm, and I'm catching up, I'm catching up, I'm catching up. And they're like on 17, and it's a great tournament. Finau, Rom. Cam Smith, and I go, oh, I wonder. And I'm going, uh-oh. And I hit the guide to look, and I went to the, the CBS channel. Uh-huh. It was 4.14 in the afternoon. She didn't tape. She stopped taping it at 4. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like 25 minutes behind, and I, I quickly hit the record button Okay, going, this has playoff written all over it. Right. Well, sure enough. <laughs> It goes to the playoff, and then I'm like, okay, there was this dead 14 minutes. I now go to the 4:14 window, hit play, and they're interviewing Tony Finau. <laughs> <laughs> I missed, I missed the playoff hole, but good tournament. Tony Finau last week, Cam was on with us, and we said, 
this guy's got so much ability. Can he kick the door down? And I got to tell you, he usually lets these things get away from him because he misses putts five feet and in. He was flushing putts left and right. And then on 18, he's tied for the lead. Rom made a mistake. So now he's tied for the lead with Cam Smith. And he blocks one short sides himself in a bunker on 18. And I'm telling you, you know, he could have stood, stood down there with a bucket of balls because he short-sided himself. There's no way to leave it above the hole. He had a great shot to probably get it within five feet. He poured it in. So Tony Finau gets the win. And but then the drama. This is why the FedEx Cup really has won me over. Mitchell, I think it's Keith Mitchell. He is the top 70 advance, right? It's 125 made this event. Then they whittle it down to the top 70. After next week, it's the final 30 go to the tour championship. This is like mega bucks. This is like lottery stuff. This is mega bucks on the line. If you make it to East Lake, if you're number 30 and you put a wood peg in the ground and hit a ball on one, you made $230,000. Right? I mean, that's the kind of dough. The winner gets $15 million. So Mitchell's on the outside looking in. He birdies 16. So now they start following this guy a little bit. The tournament's on the line, but they're following this guy. And it's, it was one of the coolest things. I got, I got a, a new golfer I'm, I'm going to root for big time. Pat Perez. Yeah, you know. he's not a new golfer. Uh, no, but he's he's gonna be new on my wish. Like Pat Perez, you can bet on in California, and pretty much that's that's it. But he's dangerous in California. But he's playing. He made a good year. He's a, a playing partner. He just had a baby. He's like he wants to get home. Literally, the baby's like two three days old. He wants to get home to see the baby. But he's playing with this Mitchell guy, and they knew they're looking at the scoreboards and calculating. So the Mitchell guy makes the birdie putt on sixteen. And Pat Perez comes over and, like, high-fives him. I mean, sh- shaking his shoulders. Yeah. Like, like he's rooting him home. Come on now. Come on now. You yeah. got it. Because he was at 11 under par. 13 was definitely going to get you there. The, and 12 was a coin flip that maybe somebody behind you could pass you. He birdies 17. Like, Perez all but carries him off the green on his <laughs> shoulders. It's like rooting for him, cheering for him. And and the guy's laughing, but he comes to 18, and the guy stuffs one in. It's about a, a slider, about an 18-foot putt above the hole. And in Mitchell's mind, you know, it's like to win the tournament. He's like, he's like I had to make it. He didn't, I don't believe. It, it, two putt would have done it, and he'd have run it by if it didn't go in because he, he went for it, pours it in. He birdies the last three holes. He gets in at number 64, advances to next week. Automatic money. big, And I mean, you would have thought Pat Perez had done <laughs> He was so happy for the guy. And no matter what he was going through, he was rooting this guy, pushing him, kind of coaching him. It was really cool to see. Then after the tournament, he sits down Mitchell. And while the other guys are coming up 17, they do the Amanda Balionis right. the interview with Mitchell, and they're talking about, did you know where you stood? And they were talking about the whole thing. And even during the interview, Pat Perez <laughs> comes up from behind him, and it, and he's got, and he goes, yeah, that man, he goes, that man, he carried me over the finish line. It was really cool to see. I mean, you know, it's an individual sport. 
And Perez is like, I'm going to go home and see my baby. But he he literally kind of did drag the guy over the line. That's, that's it was fantastic. like he had a cheerleader on the course. No, that's it fantastic. was cool to see. That, that is that, that, that sounds cool. I, I wish I'd been able to see it. I also want to see the baby, see if it was born with the mullet. <laughs> it will get there eventually. <laughs> uh, no. So, hey, anyway, that was a great golf tournament. Tony Fina gets the win. So now uh, the FedEx Cup, those numbers are going to dance all over the place. Um, and then the Tour Championship, and then the Ryder Cup. This It'll be interesting to see if if Finau off this win now, if, if he goes on a Tootsie, you know, if he would, now 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 getting over the hump. Stevie, I'm telling you, I mean, it's like it's like a pair of anvils are off this guy's shoulders, right? And he's a very stoic, you know, he's not a fist bumping, fist pumping. Windmill celebration kind of very, very stuff. Mm-hmm. He made the putt on 18 and he gave it like an emphatic okay. little, little fist. But for him, it's that's like bellowing out at down, the yeah. top of his lungs. Okay. I mean, because you know, inside he's, he's going nuts. But sure. it was clutch. It was, and for a guy like that, it, can it happen? Now he wins. You know what he won? No. I mean, this is a playoff event. He won 1.7 million. Wow. I mean, the kind of dough they're playing for is nuts. It is nuts. I mean, I'm sitting there. You know, we play our regular game. You know, I got, you know, I got to think if it's 20, 25 bucks on the line at the end of the day or something. You know, my hands are going. So you think about guys like, you know, a, a Kevin Kipsner or Brian Harmon. Who, we know their names, but they're, they're, not, they're not going to the Golf Hall of Fame or anything when their career is over. And yet they're making pretty good cake. Oh. Right. Charlie Hoffman's an ATM machine. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. He comes out. You know, the, the, here's Charlie Hoffman. He's, he's won a few times in recent yeah. years. And maybe some people poke at him. He doesn't win. Well, yeah, I'd like to have that problem. Yeah. You know, seven shots back Sunday, shoots 65, finishes fifth, you know, pick up about 350, walk out the door. He does that seven times a year. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice no, work uh, if you D- can get D- it. Davis Love III, I, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't really think of him as a Hall of Famer. He, he won one major, but, I mean, he's got this huge property with a lake on it. He fishes in his own lake. <laughs> Give these guys full marks, man. I mean, it's good stuff. And Cam Smith showed a lot of guts. Rom, kind of let one get away. He looked like a sure-shot winner. And he started to spray it a little bit. I'm telling you, man, they feel the pressure. And I, yeah. I'm not going to poke holes at John Rahm. Think of the way he responded for the pressure at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Yeah, it's golf, man. How did he look I, physically? Did, did Oh, he's fine. Okay. No, he played all great. Right. He, no, he played really, really well. I mean, well. he's been he, through a lot lately. You, that, that could wear you down a little. Well, I mean, again, our, our story about you get to the playoffs, John Rahm had a golf tournament taken away from him. Right. And then couldn't play again. He gets it a second time. What happens if Patrick Mahomes is in close proximity to somebody, you know, in the championship? It's going to be a huge issue because the NFL is going to do all they can to keep to get him on the field. So they're going to bend the rules, right? Yeah. We're coming back, checking on some injuries with Stevie. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
work. All right, let's put a lid on hour number one of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Glad to be with you in Vegas, Series 204 of the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's not a laundry list, but it's a list number. No, it's just a couple. I, I was on the phone this morning with realtors and uh, mortgage people. Oh, by the way, so speaking of, my shoulder feels a little better today. So I, I'm, I would say I'm probably. Are you off the injury list? I'm pro- I would say I'm probable. Yeah. Feels, it's still sore. There you go. But it's not as bad as yesterday. Self-imposed it, audio drops for your <laughs> stupidity. In Major League Baseball for Houston, Alex Bregman with a hamstring. Coyote. Uh, being evaluated today after his second rehab uh, with their AAA team, it's sounding like he's going to be activated soon. Can, uh, I, can I make a suggestion? Sure. I love the segment. Uh-huh. Right? The information's great. Yes. The highlight for me is always the, I love the Wiley Coyote. It, it seems that you do. Today you, it was better. Yeah. Let him hit the ground. I'm Wait. sorry. Yeah, that's I'm, the highlight. You got to right. let him hit the ground. My bad. All right, go ahead. Uh, in the NBA for Orlando, Michael Carter-Williams had surgery on his ankle. He is out indefinitely. He is likely to miss. In fact, he will miss the start of the season. We just don't know how long uh, that will be. In the NFL, for Detroit, DeAndre Swift groin. He's going to miss. He's he's going to miss a couple of weeks. He's questionable for week one right now. Uh, that, you know what? And that's a nagging thing. Man. Yeah. That's you know watch that. No, all, I do all year. I've got groin issues. Uh, for New Orleans, Nick Vanette with a knee, getting an MRI today. You know what MRIs mean, Brian? O U T. All right, he's questionable for week one, and Travis Etienne likely out for the season, according to Adam Schefter with the Liz Frank. That stinks. That stinks. We got another hour still to come. That's good. We're excited. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Chris Pavone is our producer. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back to Vegas after a short break. We got. 